This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm sweating for Jesus. I'm James. Come on, All Star Six, let's get sickening. <laughs> Welcome to Sissy Dead Pod, a podcast that live, laugh, loves drag race, and we are covering All Star Six episode three, the side hustles this week, and this is kind of our side hustle. It is indeed, and you know what side mm. hustle would have been handy this week? What rent a queen because <laughs> <laughs> or or fix a queen or or fix a bitch absolutely because yeah. uh, we we had a fabulous dress uh, guest uh, lined up and they were unable to make it mm, no with, show without informing in us the industry <laughs> and you know what i knew I, I i i said it in the last episode and when i was editing it i was like should i take it out and i was like no it'll be fine so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say it wasn't the guest fault. I just jinxed it by saying we're gonna. That's it. That's exactly what it was. And you know what'll happen is now it'll turn out that we had the wrong date or the wrong something, and it'll all have been our fault, <laughs> mm, as <laughs> ever. <laughs> so it was a great episode. That they're missing out because you know, it was a great episode to chat about a redemption <sighs> runway, an actually fun sort of uh, marketing task, and a lip sync of all lip syncs. A lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Okay, well, that's the best place I think to start is: Do you believe Trinity's reason for voting for Yara? Fifty-fifty. I think that she was. I I feel like she was pissed about the fact that Yara hadn't made enough uh, of the time and could have done better. But I think that if Yara hadn't voted for her, she probably would have looked been able to look past that and not vote for her. So I think that it was kind of like good like she had solid justification for voting for Yara and also had the bit of spice uh, that she needed to be able to push it there because I I do think it was unquestionable across that episode that Jiggly was the weakest the other queens all saw it Uh, so yeah I I would I would buy the narrative you know half of most of us Uh, and do you believe that there's no beef there yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, I think that we saw through. Too. Yeah, we saw through this. Like, I think that the, that neither of the um, that neither of the the queens seemed particularly pissed at it. They had their little kind of moment where they like kind of addressed it in the the sharing circle when they were at their table with with Raja, um, and no, neither of them seemed to be too bothered. And I I, I really like that. Like, yeah, no, me too. And like you said, I kind of got the impression Trinity was like, "What could I give as a reason for voting for Yara?" And she kind of came up with this, and she was laying the ground, working on talked for it. Yeah, um, but I think she was coming from the point of view of I want to vote for Yara. How can I justify it? Rather uh, than uh, absolutely, yeah, I would say yeah. that. I think it was it was definitely kind of a I'm going to find a way to to vote for her. And I think that if if those issues hadn't have been there, I don't know that she would have been able to find the reason, and then she may have voted for Jiggly. But you know, it, it, it's nice as well to see the queens kind of get to the place where this kind of oh you voted for me isn't going to lead to like a sort of a, a money exchange style like never ending vendetta because you do all have to do it 
and I know it's it's early days now, so like by the time it gets into later in the season, it'll probably be, and who knows, like next week. I feel like next week when Akira sees other people that voted for her, I feel like based on the way she was talking to Silky, she'll probably chin it, like take it on the chin, um, and understand that it was a tough decision that that, that neither wanted to make. But you know, you never know. She could also decide that she's going to fix it, bitch. <laughs> well. I'd say if anyone had voted for Jan, they would be, you know, the guilt trip of all guilt trips, to be fair. I shouldn't be saying this to she, you. <laughs> she broke her safe streak. <laughs> this is like gasoline on the fire for you, for your hatred of Jan. Um, in, a, in a drag race first, they were asked to line up by smallest to tallest. Por- porqué? So I was thinking about this and like, I think that that's one of those tricks that has the appearance of randomness, but isn't actually random at all. Like they obviously decided what teams they would like to have. And then we're like, okay, that's how we get them into this, you know, um, into those. But also it's like, how? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it couldn't be. I agree with you. I was like, this is this is a fake illusion of randomness. But also, like, it can't be too master planned that they wanted those exact four. Like, maybe they wanted Silky and Jan to go together or something like that. It couldn't have been that thoroughly thought out because what are the chances that they were like, guys, I've got it. If we just if we just say height, it's in the perfect combination. Oh yeah, no, I think that like they. I what I say is that they looked at the height and thought, oh, those make four interesting or three interesting teams. So like, let's use that, and it'll look kind of as if like it gives the illusion of like producers not having their hands on it because it does have this kind of like, well, you're the size you grew to, so you know if you'd grown two inches more, you maybe been on team three instead. Um, but it actually doesn't. But I I was happy with those. Like to be fair, like. I was happy enough with this and I was happy enough with the, the, the teams as they ended up. I also like with this particular episode really enjoyed that they like, I think was it, it was less than five minutes from like back in the workroom, rubbing off Jiggly's message to like getting stuck into the main task. And like, I think that obviously when they were like, there was no like mini challenge to pick team leaders, no team picking at all. It was just right into it. And I feel like as if they must have known that this was going to be a strong episode and this was going to be like, they wanted to give as much time as possible because across, like it felt like a, an episode that flowed really well. Yeah, no, it actually did to be fair. And I suppose another illusion of randomness is the allocation of which team does what task, you know, Rue could have given them in any combination there if they wanted, but they didn't. Yeah. I would say that probably the exercise Queens needed to be the team of three. I don't know why I feel that. Like, okay. I, I suppose I feel like within that sort of a concept, a fourth role would just be standing around doing nothing. Um, but I kind of feel that with the Rented Queens is that they probably had one queen too many, but maybe that's just the way they set themselves up. Like, See, I think that's the way they set themselves up. Like, I think yeah. that is definitely how they... Uh, like, I think that's 100% how they... Like, they got... Ginger got carried away, and sadly... Um, Silky was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder of being like viciously attacked online following her performance on her season. So she didn't step in and say, look, lads, this is going to be a train wreck if we're doing too much. Um, And they just had too many ideas. And I do think as well, like we're not focusing on it in this episode, like as in the, the episode didn't focus on it. But I really feel like 
Ginger created a concept that highlighted, like the reason that everyone was like, oh my God, I felt like you were in the top is because Ginger had the concept. Ginger came up with the ideas. Ginger put herself in the different roles. Like, I don't think she did it on purpose, but certainly Ginger created an ad where she shone very Mm. much and the other queens were just... And Jan was her assistant and... Akira and Silky were just extras. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know no one's really going to be like no one's really talked about that, and mm. no one's really like they didn't mention that like in the they didn't mention that in the in the in Untucked. They didn't mention that like on the runway. There was no like airs given to that. But I think that if you're watching it, it's very clear. Ginger mm, drove Ginger drove this train. <clears throat> Ginger created the space and role for herself, and like that's why she flourished out of it. And yeah. it would have benefited from Silky like coming in there like the wrecking ball she was on season on season 11 a little bit not a little bit but how this started I suppose is a team of four for the exercise could also have set themselves up in a way kind of like the drag fixtures where they go and they exercise one person and then they go and they exercise somebody else like it still probably could have worked I think as well if they set themselves up in that way um yeah, it's kind of hard because a lot of the episode is setting up for the different tasks. So do you want to just get into them now? Like, is there anything pre, like, is there anything in the run-throughs you want to talk I, about? I, I think that if we take each one where we talk about the run-through and then go into the end product, because like, there's not too much to talk about in the run-through except okay. for in the except for in the, the second, um, except for in the Silky Akira one. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to start off with the Rent-A-Queen one then? Yeah, let's do... Although, actually, that this is one thing I do think was like a, a little bit shady was that the the queens were like we don't know what order people are filming what in we don't know what order mm-hmm. anything's filmed. the only thing we know for definite is that the order as they were presented to us when we saw them lined up was that rent queens was first then the um the fix a bitch was second and the um and the, the exercise queens was third when they when we got to like the the shoot and then the runway it was put so that the the rent a queen was third and i think they did that on purpose in order to highlight sort of how much weaker it was than the other two yeah um i that's not that's, that's not possible i i feel i feel like they, and i feel like that like I feel like they did that as well with the, the, the run-through where kind of like you got two, like the, even the way they showed the run-throughs for the first two groups was real like slick and it felt mm-hmm. like they knew what they were doing and then they were really showing the disorganization. That's not a bad thing. Like that's what you want in a show like this but I just, yeah. it, it just, it caught my attention that it was like, oh, right from the very beginning we understand that this team is in trouble, but also they're delusional and think they did amazing because we had Ginger practically wetting herself out in the in the workroom, being like, "I've been waiting all season." <laughs> yeah, it's something I do consider a lot, especially when it comes to runways and what order things are filmed in. And actually, I when I was rewatching the first episode of All Stars Five ahead of the first episode of All Stars Six, knowing who was going to win India Ferris, she went last. But actually, I think there's a cut over to the queens who are watching her. And uh, Mariah, who did her scars, stains, blah, 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 paint all over her, didn't have any paint on her her bodice at that point. But then she does when she's standing waiting for critique. So I think she went after India, but they show India last because she was the winner. And I noticed they did Yara last as well. So I think they fill in what they have and then they decide what order they put it in. And then they ask the queens to stand in that order then on the stage. Yeah, yeah. 
is how um, how I think they do it based on what I've seen. Well, I think we'll get into we'll get into the first one, which was the fix it bitch uh, shoot and the fix it bitch run through. Now, this is quite possibly no. I'm going to say it. This is the best of the like improv-y little ad movie things. Uh, that, that I have seen on Drag Race. It is the first one where I had like two proper belly laughs, both from from Trinity. And I just thought Pandora was amazing. Raja was amazing. Like, you know... Um, was it better than um, Crystal Method and her little hammer in the mullet? Oh my God. I mean, it, yes, it was, but that also is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I can't think of anything that was better than this but I'm going to reserve just in case there is but I, no, this, I think was, like, this, was this was very was, very good this was this was up there with Crystal Method and her little hammer or like the um, delusion the, the, the delusion with Jinx Machine or Shay and Sasha on season 9 where they were like the vote bitch yeah. like, I, like this was up there on that quality and it was like something that like a lot of times you're kind of like, oh, that was good for something produced on Drag Race. Whereas like, no, this was a funny sketch. Like this was mm. really funny and really clever. And I think that, you know, Trinity was the standout performer. Did you, th- did you think so though? Oh, absolutely. Like she, like every single bit, like th- that thing with the, 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 the comic. And I, I wonder like how much, like I would love to know how much direction Pandora gave. Cause I feel like Pandora was probably like Pandora was the 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 north star in that group mm. bringing them towards this like really really excellent product. I would like to know like the like the the I think that the the best thing they did as part of that was have Trinity like acknowledge how ridiculous the whole scenario was and how she didn't like that bit at the end where she's looking in the mirror and she's like no I, I don't like this like like it was that kind of like self-referential like that was really very very clever and very funny and just sort of i don't know it just brought it to a next level where it was like you're not actually making an ad for this thing like you're making a funny little clip Mm. and that's like i don't know i i I... oh i'm not saying it's not funny i thought it was very funny and it was very good i just didn't see a clear standout because i thought they were all really good so i kind of came to the opinion then that the reason tkb got top all of the week was because she was going to be lip syncing against her season six sister that's that's what i thought well i was wondering about that at the end because last week we had the season 11 uh Mm. lip sync against um against brooke and then first week there there was like coco montrese and and trina a cha cha kind of tie in there as well yeah. for season five. Yeah, I mean, I hope that hopefully that isn't a thing they've decided to do because it would make it very easy to kind of guess who's coming up. Although apparently in the um the clip last week, the like the promo clip last week, they showed the door like lifting up and you could see Trinity standing on the stage for oh. a moment. So like the spoiler was there, but um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I I just this group. They showed very little of the of the the kind of run through bit with Ross and Michelle. Um, mm. Also, Ross and Michelle could do it less of that banter. Save that for the Love Island villa. Like we we don't need it here. Um, but they were like you just got the impression that they were really well organized. And then when oh, the final pro- when the final product came out, you were like, you know, this is fantastic. And I do sort of wish that they could have. First of all, like I would have liked to have heard their critiques. I would have liked to hear the like the positive feedback that they got. And I, I, I really would have liked to hear some some acknowledgement for Pandora because she's been doing mm-hmm. so strong in the competition, but like it hasn't quite been like breaking through. 
yeah no again it was it was really really strong and i found it really hard to pick the best one i, I like again I, I i just thought they decided for other reasons but i think yeah like i would have knowing what goes on behind the scenes i would have given it to pandora if yeah. i was to just judge on what i saw like rupaul might i'd probably give it to yara i found her bits funnier than trinity's because i just kind of felt trinity was ruining the illusion for me and i know that was part of the joke but i was like yara is like so happy with this crap solution and like <laughs> oh i can see my feet there because my junk you know it was just i kind of thought that was the funnier bit and i thought raja was really really great as well yeah. they were all really really good so uh, yeah yeah no it, it was it was a very it was a tough one to uh it was, it, it was a tough one to judge but and it was like, and actually, like, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, well, lightning doesn't strike twice. And then the exercise queens came along and like, again, like so good. Like it was. Now, I was laughed also, less at this than the rent queen. Uh, the the rent queen. Oh, I didn't laugh at all at the rent queen. I laughed at two incidents, I think. My, that, well, by my laugh, laughter, I mean like a ha. My laughter, my laughter evaporated within me. I mean, I laughed a lot. Like so, the if we're talking about the the shoot with um, Ross and Michelle, mm. like I very much enjoyed uh, Eureka breaking the bed, having her Alison Hammond mm. moment, um, and uh, and like the kind of awkward, like oh, we're going over here, you know. Um, and I do think like Eureka owned that scene again. You know, she she, did, yeah. she was like. Like I think I was I was watching the pit stop and and Trixie mentioned that she felt that while Eureka could have played one of the like exercise diva people, like that neither Kylie nor Scarlet could have played the the possessed demon. And like yeah. I, I do think that the funniest bit of that came at the end when Eureka jumped out of the bed and was like, I got a jumping jack and like I work here, you know, like Oh that. No, oh yeah, the, I'm now employed. Yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah. That was the only laugh line I felt for me. Yeah, but I, I thought I really enjoyed. Oh, sweating for Jesus was good as well. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the the whole story and like the kind of the like I think Ross says as well, like the actual there was actual narrative to the ad mm. that I thought was really good. Um, and yeah, again for me, Eureka, like I'm just in love with Eureka, and I really enjoy. I really liked how, and I said this to you before we started started recording as well, like Kylie, Sonique Love is not known for personality she did bad in snatch game she's great at her performance and stuff and she obviously was anxious about that and the coaching that eureka was giving her kind of like telling her not to get overly stressed mm. and overly worked up and if she kind of like flubs a line or if she kind of you know forgets just to, to work with it and not to get like i just thought like that is so like that's what you need from someone who's kind of you know you're on a team with you need someone who's going to help and support you and not going to make you feel well, rushed or stressed, like poor old Silky got on the, the other team, or mm. someone who's not going to make you feel like, I don't know, like you need to know precisely exactly what you're going to, you're going to be saying at every second. Um, yeah. So I, I, I thought overall, like that group works together really well. And again, Scarlet, I felt, was it has been maybe being slept on a little bit so far in this competition and also did really well this week. Yeah, no, I think she did. I think, to be honest, I think all these, I like that all ads were good. Uh, mm. Like, like they would all be in the top in a normal series if there was multiple of them or whatever. But yeah, um, although I laughed more at the ginger one, I believed the exercise one was a better ad. It was more, co- you know, it had a yeah. start a bit, let it end, and I hit the right beats, whereas the other one was a bit more erratic. Yeah, um, but I didn't have as much laugh lines like you know, because Ginger's part was very funny as her what's his name, Richard Slimmons. Yes, and 
I loved Silky. I thought a lot, a lot of the Silky bits where she was on her own. I thought she did quite a good job with them, and I enjoyed Jan as her as like the masculine crier at the at the wedding, or at the funeral. Um, so yeah, like I I thought they were all good, and it was very tough. But I I don't really believe that there was one that was like so much worse than the others. Like if we get into that last one, I felt Akaria really didn't add anything to the no. album at all, and it could have done without her even being there. Yeah, I I. I... I completely agree. The I actually think that the, the that last ad, the rent green ad, had had like a very, it very much reminded me of the 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 ad that Ginger had to make in season seven, where there was like the the four of them, like I can't even remember were they like listening to RuPaul songs or something. I, I can't remember what it yeah, was exactly. Remember. Oh, it was when they were do, it was when, I know it was when Trixie and Katya had to do the tan with me thing or whatever it was. Oh yeah, that yeah that really was a rough spot, and this really was a rough spot for poor Ginger, but it's. It, the whole it I, it was so top heavy with ginger that mm. it felt like the other the other three were sort of dead weight within it and i felt so sorry because you could see silky struggling and i like second guessing herself when what she thought was absolutely correct they were trying to do way too much and they would mm. have been better focusing on like one or two scenarios like they did on the um, the fix a bitch team and they could have fleshed those out because I actually think that they had like the the idea of the like that wedding scene was actually quite enjoyable. The like funeral. little like yes, sorry, the little funeral scene was actually I, quite. Enjoyable. I've added yeah, I've I put that little Freudian slip into your head now. Yeah. <laughs> but it was little, it that, was good. Yeah, but Jan and I, did a good job there. I thought. Yeah, and I think that if they had focused on the funeral and on the diet, that just those two, <clears throat> yeah, um, and like kept the rest of us a bit sort of uh, like and kept the rest of it just like low work that it would have been they, they would have actually had something really like properly on the same level as the other three mm, but yeah. you are right in that this like it wasn't the sort of thing you watched from behind your fingers no like many of the little improv scenes like it was no the like season 12 worst in the world competition no and i think silky like whenever she was on camera i think she did a really good job and they she had to kind of do she had like five seconds to give you a different character doing something different like the office worker asleep and when she was bending something up and she was something else I was like you know I think she's doing a good job she's not a standout because she hasn't given a standout role but. yeah no and I like yeah exactly and I do I think that like when you see her on screen like as much as this episode really made me warm to her uh, like it, a loss because I felt so strongly how I under I understood how she feel like she was so scared to say something that was going to end mm-hmm. up bringing this massive backlash on her but like you see her on screen and I remember her in that like weird skit thing they did the like the the why you gotta be Black Panther or whatever whatever once she was in yeah. like where she was there and she was like stirring the progressively getting larger um oh she was in the good god girl get out that's it yeah like and she was stirring the like the cup of coffee or whatever it was and like she had this like magnetism when you were watching her that she mm. just didn't have like that you could kind of see even when she cracks. was Oprah in the Trump musical she was, did a great job like she she can really command a space yeah and you just saw her sinking into the background in this like mm. so and it it, it and it, in a way like I don't know it, it would have felt like kind of what I was saying about um like I feel like her, her teammates should have picked up on that and been more adept in trying to like bring her out because she's like she's we've seen her 
like disrupt teams in the past by being too big but also she's a massive benefit to have on your team because she's a great performer who knows what she's mm-hmm. doing and is able to command a stage so like i feel like her teammates probably should have addressed this with her during or before if possible to yeah. to kind of go, but yeah other than that it i have felt to like- say like her 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 opening up this episode kind of was I it kind of broke my heart and made me really pissed off at the same time because like I watched season 11 and you could just see what was happening and I was like I'm not warming to her but I know I'm not warming to her because I'm because I'm not supposed to warm to her this is the narrative they're feeding to me and even like I knew Akaria I was like yeah she's good I'm just not warming to her and I kind of just like it just reminded me of when Rue won an Emmy and he's joined by all his producers and stuff on stage and everyone there was white and they were asked about representation and RuPaul sort of stumbled over his words. And I'm like, I just kind of feel pissed off that he's a black man, you know, fronting this show that continuously mm. writes these narratives of black characters for us and dislike them. And I, you know, yeah. and when you just look back and you're like, of course, you know, all of season 11 was Evie versus Silky. And then I was like, oh, but look at Brooke and Vanjie being a couple as well. And it just pissed me off. And I just felt she deserved better, even though I kind of was ready to, for her to go. <laughs> the same yeah, hand. I, to be like, I sort of feel like I, I kind of feel. Um, and actually, we, we get we, when we get to like the, the chats later on, when Trinity is talking to the to the four, uh, the four queens, like at one mm. point like ginger come out ginger was over talking to her and kind of went back into that um i was going to say sub space to to use a kinky bdsm phrase <laughs> but uh went into this kind of you know like oh i don't, I don't really want to go like which we saw a lot of on all stars too and trinity was just like do you think you belong in the bottom she was like no i don't and he said well then fucking act like it and then like ginger turned back on and i think that like i think that that silky I now that I've come around to the idea of people having multiple runs on All-Stars because it's nice to see characters come back Silky said it herself maybe this is too early for me maybe mm. it was I think that perhaps if Silky can come back in a couple <clears throat> of years have refined the sort of like manicness of what it was she she did but still been mani- managed to keep the energy that she had mm. like she could be a force to be reckoned with definitely was her time to go though to be fair like in terms of in terms of her runways everything she had looked better than series 11. She obviously but bought a whole feel... ream of that like red thing. Cause this is the second mm. time we saw that red fringe fabric from her. Mm. But I kind of felt she was, you know, they were good, but she kind of lacks kind of concepts and, you know, I just know I don't get too excited by what she's going to bring. And so a combination of that, like bring back silky 2.0, this I kind of felt was still silky 1.0, just with a second chance. Yeah. And also, if you're only coming in to try win over the fans who didn't like you first time, that's probably the ro- like the wrong way to view it per se. Like come in once you've you're more comfortable in yourself, or that you don't give a shit if those fans don't like you anymore. I'm here for the fans who like me the whole time, and I'm going to show them that I've leveled up. I think who, that's a better mindset. Absolutely, like I completely because like it's hard not to focus on trying to prove yourself to the people who don't believe in you, mm. but you know what you actually do need to do is really focus on just like showing the people who have like what it is that you've how it is you've grown and i think that like for as much hate as she got although she did speak about the fact that like it was not just from the fandom it was also from within the drag queen circle and within like people not want promoters not wanting to work with her uh, and stuff as well but like for as many people who would have been like that there's also so many people who like who did warm to her and who did really like her and who responded Mm. really well to her because i think i remember the first two episodes of season 11 i like like was toxically put off by her 
I remember that first episode. Attitude check. Yeah, and that like that that like interaction was like with Miley Cyrus. Like it felt very much like here is someone who is like who's arrived in and it's like this is the silky show. But then she did kind of I suppose like I felt like over the course of that season I, I, I warmed to her, but also felt like she'd got it was a weird one where kind of I felt like I feel like she would have been better going earlier in season eleven and then perhaps mm. she would have been able to come back for this all stars and had less damage done by the fact that she got pushed so far in the season in season 11 when yeah. people were, were were seeing the fact that maybe she didn't necessarily deserve it um and particularly that la- like that being put into the top over the top four over vanji like that in particular i think did a lot of damage to her because in that last music video thing that she had to make like she was bad yeah you know well i suppose it, it it's more it's my issue is more with the produced narrative of season 11 rather than her performance like things didn't help with you know nina nina west such a fan favorite and silky one snatch came over her and there was other things you know that people that didn't help her but it was it was like we we were never going to like silky as because of the narrative we were felt and I think yes. That's annoying. No, but I think that it was weird because we were being felt this narrative of here is this like overbearing kind of annoying person, but also they were mm. being put, they seemed to be getting like, even though the produ- producers were both telling you here is this kind of annoying person and also we're pushing them further in the competition than they deserve to go. So it was like a, a, a sort of a strange thing of like, it's like we're forcing more of what you don't want on you, even mm. though we have the power to kind of. Because she's one of the best personality queens that's ever been on the show. Like she is such a, absolutely, she's such a a, a a character, and she's such a great sort of turn of phrase. And it's like Eliza Edwards, I'm sure, is just as annoying, but the the narrative shows you her in a favorable way. Yeah, no, completely. I t- I actually would totally agree with that. Um, and this like her conversation. Like, I just, I felt so sorry for her because you could see her just, like, wanting to show people how she changed and how she Mm. was going to start kind of, like, being part of the, like, how she was going to start being part of the, like, the the team and she was going to, like, you know, keep to herself. She had interpreted, like, in a horrible way, what she had internalized from her experience of, 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 of Drag Race Season 11 was... That the only way to collaborate is to fully capitulate to what other people are telling you to do. Mm. Listen and just be compliant and say, and that's not it at all. It's about understanding how to, but when you disagree with someone, it's about understanding how to do it in a way that's respectful and how to do it in a way that like lets them know that like it's not dismissive. Like that yeah. that's the, that's the skills that you know. Anyway. And, I'm sure and, and as, actually, in hindsight, her her talent show performance makes a lot of sense because she's there trying to be like, well, I have to show them I am talented. I have to show them I've I've you know I'm going to sing and play the piano, which is an absolute talent, and she yeah. can sing. But really, Silky Two would come out there and it would be a proper big song and dance about chocolate and cookies and all the throwback things that we need to know and i was ready to lip sync for my life today bitch or if i had to do it i was ready to do so. like all that's exactly what we probably would have oh been. my god how amazing would it have been if silky nutmeg and ash had bouldered onto the fucking stage in the talent show and just started with like i told you i was ready and then like laid in to some absolutely iconic kind of india forest style lip sync song like yeah. that like and that's what we that's what we would have yeah Basically, R.I.P. Silky, you know, not exactly gone too soon, but like definitely personality 
suffered from from mm. from bad producing in the first season, and I I would actually quite like to see her back now and yeah. get another and hope, chance. And hopefully this this is what her legacy on this series will be. Will it be okay? She didn't go far, but she won over the audience. Hopefully, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. Right, well let's get on to the runway looks. Uh the redemption runway is always a concept I love. I don't know why they haven't done it in four and five. I'm right in that, haven't they? The last yeah, no, that's right. Three. I uh I would like that to be a staple for every All Stars, to be honest. See, I what I learned I love it. Absolutely love it as an as an idea, but I feel like I need to be shown it differently to how I was. I have heard Trixie say that she, she was given the dress she had to re- redo, um, which makes sense. But it makes you question some of the choices that people were given because I don't remember promo looks. I remember entrance looks. I don't remember promo looks. So I don't know why we got any promo looks in here. I mean, yeah. Yes, I, I agree. I think that if it's going to be redemption, you need to see it and it needs to have, it, it needs to have either, like, you, you need to have seen them walking while wearing it and it needs to have been, like, a significant, and there's no doubt that a promo look is significant, mm. but it's like, you, you need to, like, because you want to see the person walking on the runway or walking into the to the workroom wearing it for the, that actual comparison. Because, like, say the Yara one, that picture that, like, we saw was so like swamped and black that you could barely see what she was wearing in the first mm. place so it was like well this is a nice look but anyway let's go through them yeah let's go through them and where we think possible we could suggest what they should have what the producers should have given them to work up as a more iconic piece yes exactly because i mean we should be producers on this show i think at this point uh, at this point we definitely <laughs> should be first up is Kylie's unique love and actually i hear a lot of the queens call her so unique so i don't feel like that's a well, wrong Sonique thing was, to do well but, I think that I think that Sonique was just her previous drag name and now Kylie is just her her whole name possibly kind of, within and without of drag <clears throat> um, so because I was worried in a like a sort of dead name situation that Sonique was no go but the other queens seemed to call her that so not too bad yeah. but yeah Kylie was up next she, she did Lady Gaga from the Snatch Game which I mean, possibly most known for. I think she had like a leopard print thing that I think I was I kind of knew her slightly more for. I thought this looked good. I didn't think it looked like Lady Gaga. I no, it was not a little bit of Lady Gaga, but it was gorgeous. I did like that it was very much referential to the initial look. So it was like rather than being like it was like I'm doing my Lady Gaga look. I also loved loved that she had trust written on the glasses, which had been like a really awkward a line she like really awkwardly delivered while. Mm kind of like in the Lady Gaga character. Um I, I thought she looked amazing. I really enjoyed it. Just such a beautiful drag queen. Like <laughs> so beautiful. I, I mean she's <laughs> she's probably the only woman I'm finding attractive <laughs> at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And I think it's interesting because the Lady Gaga she was doing in two thousand and ten. Yeah was a lot closer to that but now Lady Gaga has had you know 11 years 12 years 13 years in the in the spotlight of iconic looks and that's not who she is anymore and therefore she doesn't look like that yeah absolutely um which is like which I suppose I would um yeah I mean that's it like it is a kind of a version of Lady like it's like an interpretation of a version of Lady Gaga that hasn't existed in a decade Mm, and 
and I, I don't even think that it really read like Lady Gaga even yeah. at that time. But like I liked like in the in that thing she had the like little feathers and stuff. Um, you know, it was it was camp and fun, but it wasn't Lady Gaga. But I think that's fine. It was yeah. definitely an elevated version of a costume she'd worn previously. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Scarlet Envy was up next, and she redid her entrance look. Um, yeah, yes. I think the only look I'd know better from Scarlet would be the one she cut up, possibly, or her creature from the Dark Lagoon. But no, I liked this one, and and I suppose actually the the one with the scissors she kind of amped up for her press look. I think. Yeah, so, I so this absolutely was great. this like this was my favorite. This was for me. This was the only one that fulfilled the brief of feeling like a redemption moment of. And outfit. Ja- Why do you hate Ja? Ja not the best redemption. <laughs> um, I mean, I this one hundred percent. Jan's one hundred percent met the brief. I saw it and I was like, "That's her entrance look," and she stunned it up and it looked great. Okay, I, was, I think she hit the brief the best. I mean, in that it it was not a nice outfit, and no, the I hair and makeup was, looked weird. I, I didn't have an issue with it. Okay, Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. You sure, Jan. Right. That's it all. Like, get a get a fucking right, James. Uh, I think I think that this was the only one that met the brief, and that it was you know such a massive difference, and really shows the transformation that she's been made. Mm. And like, I mean, I I I have no words for how gorgeous this looked. It was just absolutely yeah. beautiful. Um, it, it was real sort of Sistine Chapel come come alive. You're telling me a Sistine built this chapel? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, now, someone who... Uh, maybe you loved it because you loved this queen. I didn't think there was much of a step up from Eureka's original to this. I was uh, like, oh, it's like maybe it's gone from like a five to a six. And even Michelle Visage seemed to be trying to convince herself to be like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, it, no, it is elevated. Yeah, what, yeah uh, it is better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess for her it's significant because this was the outfit she got sent home in on her initial season and, you know, that's, you know, and she probably didn't get to wear what she would have liked to wear footwear-wise with that because she was on crutches. I didn't really like it. I didn't think it felt like it, it was, it wasn't It was very good. And, um, and if you are given the look you got sent home in crutches in, then come out in crutches and break out of that cast and stomp down the runway. Like, that's yeah. redemption. Like I, I kind of feel like a lot of Eureka's looks are fairly similar. Um, it is like the bodysuit. Like she looks phenomenal. There's no questioning that. I think if I'm right, she did like there was like a pride runway that she she could have redone or like a, a kind of a. I can't actually remember any of Eureka's looks. But on just... on she did, like they had a Lady Gaga runway or she had like her hometown oh, yeah. sort of thing. But like there was a couple of different things. Like I do think that Lady Gaga is always a good inspiration for drag queens because there's literally so much you could pull from. Um. Mm. Well, I suppose I think, they wouldn't have given her the Lady Gaga one when they just gave Kylie. The, well, that's the, true. Okay. I think that if this is the look that she got given, she could have done something probably a bit better with it. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that what Michelle Visage was saying was absolutely right about kind of like with the hair going into the the like fur on the things that the whole the whole effect was very kind of top heavy. Um, mm. That being said, like, oh my god, her body is amazing. Like that shape she creates yeah, herself she, is just she, like perfection. When you see her in and out of drag, you're like, wow. There's yeah. a lot, a lot of mechanics going on. Like to, you know, unfair uh, yeah, play. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> now I think they gave Raja 
probably the right one because that's kind of the most iconic one for Raja, the one she got sent home in. But I actually didn't think the original look was that bad. Therefore, I didn't think there was a whole lot of place she could go with this. And I don't think she went too far with it. This was like plus two on the original. I... Like, I thought I'd like this more because they've been teasing us this in the in the ads for the last couple of weeks. Like, we've been seeing her where we've been mm. getting the bust of the, the things and it's been clear that this is the look she's doing. And I, I thought I was going to enjoy it more than I ended up enjoying it. It was an awful lot of, like, you know, brown fabric. It, it, it you know, the... I don't know. I thought yeah. it was fine. I wasn't on fire. No. It looked good. But it this was look not too a elevated. forest fire. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a mud smelling candle more though than a forest fire. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which was unfortunate. Pandora, I thought looked great, but I felt the look really lacked the camp sense of fun of the look of Alsa's one she was given. I thought it was terrible. This was my like. This was just really bad. It like it didn't fit properly. It like it had a weird structure to it. Like, what were the flowers even doing on it? Like it, 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 like I have been check the receipts, people. I have been like saying nothing but positive things about Pandora's runways this so far this season, and I think that her hair and makeup is like impeccable, and she looked gorgeous facially and head wise. But this is the first miss on the runway for me. And to be honest, when I was sort of thinking yeah. about the, the the two, when I was thinking about kind of like the TKB versus Pandora in the top, I kind of thought, well, I guess if they are taking runway into mm. consideration, then mm. they, that that would be a fair reason to give yeah, it to Yeah, she had the best runway on her team. That's rough. That's fair. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Uh, Yara, Sophia, get season three promo look. Like, that just could be, this is a, uh, you know, this is an elevated look of what she wore in a club one time. Like, this I, means I, nothing to me. So, I, I kind of get what she did with it, which is that she, like, referenced an awful lot of the things that she was known for in terms of, like, the braided hair, the white eyes, the kind of, like, real sort of severe sort of uh, makeup, mm. the, the kind of, you know, the black transparencies showing a lot of skin. Like, she kind of just, like, showed a lot of different things done in a quite a refined way i thought she looked beautiful i really liked the hair and the big jewelry in it i thought that she was like yeah she's a sexy drag queen mm. sexy sexy, sexy drag, drag queen, queen. um <laughs> but you know i i i thought that she looked gorgeous but i don't know that it necessarily was a redemption no no it wasn't it wasn't leveled up i don't know well it was but like in terms of concept it wasn't leveled up i don't yeah. think yeah. Um, TKB in her season six promo look. Now, regardless of what the original look was, she looked fantastic. I mean, I did think she looked great, but like, really, her look, like, if they wanted to give her a redemption look, they should have just given her another pass at that first look from the ball last week. I mean, like, just let's do that again because it was fucking <laughs> terrible. But like, because like, her, I, I was wondering about this for her because all of her looks in season six were so impeccable and so beautiful. And. Mm. Like, there was none of... Like, this was definitely a heightened version of her season six promo look, but by no means was her season six promo look in need of, like, kind of, like, elevating. It was also gorgeous. And for the for what Drag Race was at the time, like, almost what she's given is a version of what her season six promo look would have looked like had it been for Drag Race now, as opposed to Drag Race back then. Yeah. Like, I think the... Like the black and white kind of dice look she did could have been leveled up. 
yeah I just think that because it was so successful at the time and it looked really well like even I would have loved to see her redo her was it like the favourite body part one where she had like the like she did the kind of hippie look like I would have like maybe to mm. see like another version of that but I think um, she had done that in the ball I suppose in a certain yeah, way yeah um, or maybe like if they're doing session questions could have give her her Nicki Minaj you know redo Nicki Minaj in a way yeah that the black and white one would be the one I would have given her rather than a promo look, but maybe they gave her the promo look because they were like, these are all untouchable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah uh, that, that I think that probably could have been it though. They were just like, you are too, like you have too, been too solid for, uh, you've been too solid all season. One queen so. who looked over at the wall and saw the word brief and went over and hit the brief was Jan. <laughs> I don't know. I generally am trying to work out whether... You dislike Jan more so because it's become a bit now because you know I like her already. You genuinely hate her. No, I thought that she looked like kind of like if the Real Housewives were having a party and there was like a friend who was invited to them. So like you know, friend of Lisa Vanderpump who decided they were going to get in the drama to try and be like that's what Jan looked like. The hair and makeup looked her look make her made her look way older. I thought it was cute. It was a cute idea to kind of do this sportswear thing and elevate it, but like. I didn't like the dress. I didn't think it looked well. I, di- I The whole look didn't come together for me. Like, I think that insofar as... Like, I obviously... I haven't warmed to Jan this season. I haven't been enjoying, like, what they've been bringing. I do feel like they're probably on a trajectory which is heading towards the exit. But I think that a large part of their brand is excitable and youthful. And this was neither of those things. Which look would you have got her to do over I mean she could have done her like that pincushion look again would have been really fun to see her do something different that I mean that like remember she she had that sort of um uh, or the tool look would have been good or like the um whatchamacallit that one that where she was like in the avocado the horrible avocado colored oh, the snakeskin I like that like something like with something else in that like vein like any of them really or even like that same look that she did only like maybe camp it up by like making it into a full like you know kind of like kind of going down the Nicky Dolvert way of like having to like the proper kind of you know American football kind of tackle on and stuff I, I, I just think something more youthful would have been where I would have gone because that's much more her lane okay yeah I suppose it is more of her lane I, I thought I saw it uh, like a sort of casual day dress you'd wear to gym class turned into a ball gown and I thought it was a good looking ball gown. I loved that colour, that like um, mauve. I don't know, I thought it was great. I thought it hit the brief the most. I was like, thank you. An actual elevated look of what, like I saw it and I instantly knew what she was going for. I didn't even need to be told it was the entrance look. And I think that well, that's what hits the brief. Poor moi. Someone who I felt made a look that was worse than what they originally did. If possible. Was Ginger Minge. <laughs> I'm just like, I actually think you deserve to be rewarded for being able to take the worst, one of the worst looks that's ever been on Drag Race and make it ah, worse. I don't think the original was that bad. Oh I my God, it was terrible. I didn't mind it. I, like, I, I sometimes, like, I, no, it was, the, the first one was, was like really awful, but like, I kind of think that, like, a lot of times when queens do that kind of like, look back Judy Jackson, like a Judy Jetson future look, kind of, it, it, it's, it's not successful because it looks sort of, um, Kind of like what we were saying about um, about Killer Queen in, in Drag Race Spain. It's like if you go to that place where you're, you're using like really, really camp, kind of a really, really camp aesthetic, it can look super cheap if you don't do it well. Mm. And I think that they're like, 
Ginger's like looks over all this season and I've been trying to forgive them as much as I can because she brings so much personality have been like that very middle of the road like and this one was sort of like it just was like so outside of the box in a way that looked like nothing makes sense on it like yeah, nothing it, at all makes sense it reminds me of in Labyrinth the little kind of trolley things that run around the place I don't know it, just, it made her look really really small and really poorly proportioned and I just thought it looked, was it was very very strange like I, I do think that like I, I absolutely think that like that was the right look for her to guess in order to like in order to to make over because it is like her most it would have been fun terrible it would have been fun to see the death becomes her look you know when she had the bear over her head like to kind of glamp that up or to redo that like do you know the way uh, Trixie got the ugliest dress yes to do it would have been nice to see that one a bit higher yeah or even like her bearded runway look would have been fun to bring back because Mm. like she like that was pretty poor in terms of like like the beard and like no, I don't know. I think that would have been interesting. Or you know, yeah, there was lots of different options available for her. I can understand why they gave her this one though, because it was like iconically bad. <laughs> but like, I just feel like actually, it now that I'm I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and I I think that 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 the original was better. Yeah, well, I'm looking at a picture of it now as well, and it looks worse in the picture that I remember it. <laughs> Well, look. There you go. She um, she be- she better have like some seriously good l- runway looks coming up because, like, you want her to be operating at the level she she you want her to be operating at the level that you expect her based on her personality and her performance. You know, yeah. uh, Silky Nutmeg and Ash. It was definitely a more elevated look. It just looked nothing like the original. So I, I think know. it like I thought it was gorgeous. I thought she looked fab. I you were absolutely right though. I mean, it was in no way connected to to, to the. It was in no way connected to to the initial look, except for that like it was vaguely disco. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I I just I was like, but it, it's totally the wrong color. It doesn't give me the original look at all. I would have liked to have seen the roach, the one she got in trouble for because it was a cockroach. Like if she'd done that again. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. Or she did one where she was like, uh, there was like the Snow Queen look or whatever it was, to like, mm. or where they were like wearing hooves. Like that would have been a fun one to see them do. Yeah. Um, or she, but she had that really fun. They had that really fun runway in season twelve. That was the like the the the, the star signs one. Like something else with that would have been oh, yeah, would have been fun. Mm. Um, but I I think that like I think that the look she created was really good and she looked great and the colour was beautiful on her and I loved the like sort of the I loved the, the thing in her hair and her like her face looked beautiful so I kind of think you know what even though it wasn't tied like it still looked great even though it wasn't tied to a previous runway yeah finally a curiosity Davenport her caftan realness um she went from butterfly to like an actual caftan but again none of the same colors really again i wouldn't have looked at this and been like oh that's the caftan one again i kind of saw it because the bodysuit had the same pattern as the caftan had had before on it like the kind of butterfly wing kind of mm. pa- patches but i i agree i think that the um i I, th- I think that it wasn't a very direct link um, and also just it, it was like it was a, she looked great she looked gorgeous beautiful look but I don't know whether it, it like it felt sort of 
more casual or something. I don't know. I just think just you could have done something more interesting yeah. with, with, with it. It didn't look whatever. the same level as a lot of the other ones. Yeah, I would I would say that, definitely. So um, the fixity, yeah, no, TKB is the top all-star of the week, as we discussed. And then the whole of the Rent-A-Queen rent um, were in the bottom. Did you think that was fair? Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of a case. Like, they're... Like they're the producer's job is to create drama and there was a potential that someone could have sent Ginger home in this week and it would have made for exceptionally dramatic television. I mean, I, I mean, agree. it was never going to happen, but yeah. you know. But it wasn't, I didn't think it was fair, but I saw, I acknowledge it made good TV because we had the risk of, of Trinity sending one of them home, like yeah. Jan or, or Ginger home, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the Lip Sync Assassin this week was Laganja Estranja and it was so good to see her back and she did such a good job. Oh my god. Like can she actually just win the competition? <laughs> like can she just can we just hand her the crown? That was like And for and, and and it started and I was like, come on, Rue, another like future nostalgia track. You know, it was a great album. I was loving it this time last year, but I've heard it to death. Please I know we chose a song for our, our preview of Ulster 6 on, on Instagram, but I was just like, oh, pick something else, Rue. But it actually didn't really matter because the Queens did such a good job. Oh my God. And I, I sort of think in the same way that, um, in the same way that uh, Sasha Vlour ruined reveals for Queens by doing something that mm. will never be topped, I feel like Laganja has given us. And actually, if you think about Laganja, it's interesting to look back and go, like realize how many of the most iconic sayings moments like come from her Mm. and i think that this was a brilliant reintroduction like i think was it last year the year or two years ago whenever it was they did the like the christmas thing and they kind of reintroduced sonique and and there was kind of like a strong moment of like oh this queen and i feel like this kind of reintroduction for laganja like especially now, she got she, a good bit of time with Rue. Like we saw Rue, yeah. like, "Hey, how are you? Make sure you come back. You know, great to yeah. see you." We don't we, like. Coco oh, we came out me. and she was like, "Hey, yeah, hey, how are you doing? Right, nice to see you again." Yeah. Like it was no, you're absolutely right. Like I think that's um, yeah. Like I especially now like that like she's come out as trans. She's you know starting to like. Yeah, like, I was trying really... to work out. I don't think she was out. Well, I don't think publicly? she, she had. She, well, no, she would. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have come out publicly at that point because this yeah. would have been filmed like last mm. year. But like, just I suppose it feels like she under and and I. I also thought that when Rue asked her, kind of like said, "Oh, you seem like you're doing well." She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm medicated," which was a reference to the fact that she had fallen apart in season six because they hadn't allowed her have her like medication mm. so she had like she had then like gone to pieces because she was so, like struggling with withdrawals and stuff so like yeah I, i'm excited to I'm, I'm excited for this to potentially open a door to seven. come on and, season seven and and in terms of of silky i think there's interesting comparative there where the things that like ganja is loved for now are the things that she was ha- kind of hated for in season six, like all that, like yeah, yeah. you know, oh, grrr, and like yes, where that, mama. where that has gone since the show has has you know only helped her. Whereas if she had gone into All Stars two, I think people would have still been pissed off with her, yeah, because it hadn't had time to to set and people have to fall in love with her again. So I think All Stars seven, if she did come back, would be a great opportunity for her. 
Yeah, no, completely. Um, like I think that, and it would be interesting because obviously there has been chit chat, chit chat about um Adore Delano potentially being opening mm-hmm. to uh another another go round, and that would be an interesting dynamic. And I think in my heart of hearts that we would get a sort of a, a role reversal narrative for the two of them, where we would see Laganja powering ahead while perhaps um adore did less well mm. not that either like not that adore is a bad queen but i just I'm, i i just would be interested to see the two of them back together in that space after that iconic yeah. ride that they had and then tucked you know hey did- listen i'm not casting a season seven <laughs> of all stars but if i were <laughs> did you see an untucked uh the gadget walks towards the big door and was like open up door and the door <laughs> oh yeah that she has to like go in she's like <laughs> So, um, Trinity chose Silky and the majority of the queens chose Silky with the exception of Eureka, Ginger, Raja and Silky herself who all chose Akaria. Next week, it's a Rusical. First, well, I've been saying first Rusical in All Stars but I suppose like Divas Live and the Women of the World also counts as a as a Rusical but um, do, do I think Jan's going to win. I'm just going to say it now. This is, this is her, she, this is her Rusical Redemption. This, they've set her up for this. She, if she doesn't win, she's going home. I think she's going to win. Um, she'll have some tough competition because Ginger and Eureka are both singers. Um, I feel like I feel like it's in the stars for her to win next week as well. I do, I do, like I this week her performance like this the, the cracks. I actually warmed to her a bit more this week because I saw the cracks starting to show a little mm-hmm. bit in her kind of um like in her demeanor and I think maybe like a genuine bit of worry kind of setting in like oh my god you know but like she didn't go mental about it so I would be very surprised if she doesn't win next week and I think she's like Rosé she just needs that one bit of validation and then she'll be fine she'll fly off that's my prediction for her well come back next week and find out I won't be here so James will be riding solo next week Ooh, so exciting time <laughs> so head over to Instagram I will be doing a sort of burning question of the week so make sure you vote on that the fantasy league is afoot as well so you can play in that in the link in our bio as well I did not have a good week I had like Pandora, Ginger and Eureka so I think I got like three points I can't remember who I had I'm excited to see though yeah <laughs> and if you'd like to support us even further there is a premium stream of content that you could support get, us on. Get on over there to, to headstuffpodcast.com. Is that right? That, that is right. right. Yep. Yep. And for Log five yourself in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just as a thank you, if, if you feel like you love the show and you want to support us, and we'd be incredibly grateful. We'll talk to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.